Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be with you for another edition of the program. Jordan Canellas with you, taking you through what is going to be a big weekend of racing, I'm sure, right across New Zealand. This week on the program, no Butch Castles. He's away for the week. He's got racing that he's tending to uh, at the moment across the weekend in Tarapa. So in his place, we've uh, gone out and got racing New Zealand presenter Emily Bosson, who's with us on the program today. Hello, Emily. How's things? Things are great. Uh, thanks for having me on. I've got some big shoes to fill uh, with Butch away for the week, but uh, really looking forward to getting into what's going to be a couple of really nice meetings. We're heading out around the country this weekend when it comes to New Zealand racing. What is uh, What are we looking forward to this weekend, Emily? We've got racing at what New Plymouth and Wingatui this weekend. Yeah, we're really spreading the love. We've got six stakes races all up, three at each venue, including a really nice uh, Group 3 two-year-old classic. You've got a, a really nice listed Oaks Prelude as well. They're both at New Plymouth. And, of course, when it uh, heads to Wingatua, you've got the Dunedin Guineas, the Gold Cup, and also that uh, Wait for Age over the mile called the White Robe Lodge, which has attracted this year a really quality field. Well, the first guest that we'll have a chat to here on the program today is from Tiakau Racing, Racing Assistant Trainer Sam Burgesson on the line. Uh, hello to you, Sam. How's things? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Sam. Emily Bosson here. Um, really looking forward to finding out some of your uh, key chances throughout uh, the weekend. And I thought we'd give the South Island some love and start at Wingatui. And obviously you've got uh, Romancing the Moon in at uh, Wingatui. And uh, of course, that really nice returning run when fresh. It was a strong win. What did you make of that uh, run at Wellington at that latest outing? Yeah, we were sort of happy with the run. Um, it, was a, it was a really strong race that um, and she had to do a bit of work early from an outside barrier. Um, but she's trained on well since, um, and this looks like a nice chance to get some more more black light with her. Um, and she's, she's a good, tough filly, um, and has a great racing style. She'll go forward and put herself there and, um, yeah, hopefully be really strong to the line. For people in Australia who, who don't understand uh, New Zealand racing as well, obviously Wellington's a, a good six-hour drive from uh, Matamata. How did she get over that trip, and do you feel she's bounced through that run with ease? Yeah, like I said, she's, she's a really tough um, grass filly, um, a really good doer as well. So the travel sort of hasn't worried her. She came home, she's had a quite few days and then was back into it. Um, but yeah, licked the bowl clean. Um, and from all reports, she's travelled down really well to the South Island as well. And that's an important thing, isn't it? Because a number of your northern horses are basing themselves down south for this meeting. And who's down there looking after the team for you? Um, we have a girl, um, Katia Cherry. She's um, based in... She's based in Christchurch now. She, she's actually from Matamata. Um, but just, yeah, headed down with the first lot of horses. I think we've got six, about six there now. Um, but, yeah, obviously, yeah, she does a really good job. She's a senior foreman here. Um, and has had to pick up her life and sort of head down south for a bit, which we're really appreciative of. 
In race number seven, that's the Dunedin Gold Cup. Illicit Miss is the team representative. And you have that uh, last one, and it was actually down south, wasn't it? At Canterbury over the 2,500 metres. You're down south again, and you get back up to the 2-4, and that looks to be a good distance range for this horse. Yeah, like you said, that's that's really key. Um, 20, one over 2,500 on cut week. Um, I was a little bit plain last time in the cracky cut, but this sort of looks a little bit weaker. Um, and yeah, like I said, up, up to the 2,400. Um, she's travelled down well as well. Um, they all have really. So um, look, looks a nice chance, just a sticky barrier. Um, so yeah, we're just going to work it out from the jump. Um, but yes, yeah, so hopefully slot in the midfield with a bit of cover. But yeah, we'll need a bit of luck. You got really strong chances to take out uh, the White Robe Lodge. Wait for age. Predefer, of course, is well known racing in a number of those uh, big Group Ones. Brings that Group One placing behind a fibrillate. What was the reason for scratching out of the recent Thorndon Mile? Yeah, unfortunately, leading in, leading into the Thorndon, um, picked up a bit of a stone bruise, so we missed a bit of work with him um, and had to mind him. But look, he's come through it. Come through it now. Um, well, the Thorndon being run on a heavy ten, it probably. Um, didn't matter as much because we probably would have scratched anyway. So look, it could have been a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, he didn't have to travel, do the travel and be late scratched on the day. So um, look, he looks really well placed in this. He's having a fantastic season, the old boy. Um, and yeah, it looks, looks really hard to beat. And then obviously perfect scenario is your other chance in that week for age. Race down south of that latest run and placed. What are your thoughts for its chances on Saturday? Yeah, he's a good, good, honest horse. Um, you know, he's, he always tries his best. Um, it was the quickest last 200 um, last week, um, obviously on a short backup, but um, the reports say he's bounced through it. Um, he licked the bowl um, Saturday night after his race. I mean, he definitely deserves his chance. Um, probably hard to see him beating pre-defer, pre but look, with a bit of luck in running, yeah, you never know. Well, that's the team at uh, Wingatui. Of course, a big team represented at uh, New Plymouth as well. And we'll start things off in race number three. That's at the Maiden Azat over the 1,400 metres. And Free Stream looks like a really nice horse. We've only seen this three-year-old a couple of times, but it's been impressive. What's your take on Saturday? Yeah, he's a horse we've got a lot of time for. Um, obviously, lightly raced, but we think he's, he's quite talented. Um, He's trained on well since his maiden win, which was on a very testing track. Um, and there's a chance New Plymouth, I think, it's soft seven at the moment, that rain forecast. So it could be another testing track. Um, and we know he gets through it, so that's sort of half the battle. Um, he's got a soft draw, OP on, so, yeah, he looks a, a nice chance. Next up, race number four is the rating 65, and Marlborough Bay is uh, your runner in this one. Has the 59 kilos and resumed from the guineas with a finish down the field. What was the feedback from that race, and can we expect some improvement? Yeah, sort of a little bit scratching our heads with him. Um, he's obviously a very talented horse. He ran in the 2000 guineas back in November. Um, uh, we just The reports um, after the race was that he found the track too firm, and he's maybe looking for a bit of cut in the track. Um, so he should get that uh, tomorrow. Um, so hopefully expect a much improved performance. Tiakau's uh, famed for their two-year-olds and the success they have with their two-year-olds. And uh, in this, the featured two-year-old classic at Taranaki, you've got the three representatives. I thought we'd go through them. Uh, horse number two is Sky on Fire. What did you make of that last start fourth? Yeah, sort of a little bit touch disappointing in the Wellesley. Um, she banged her heads on the gates and actually was pulled out um, and was vetted. Um, I'm not sure that affected her, but look, her work into it was super. Um, so she was a touch disappointing. Um, she's got a bit of a sticky gait, 
Um, and we're going to look to ride her back this time. She sort of let up in all her races, so sort of a change of tact, and we'll hope, um, we're hoping that'll sort of change her around a bit. Um, but her work's been super since, so look, can't fault her. Rubicon crossing is horse number three. Uh, so consistent, would certainly be deserving of another win, wouldn't she? Yeah, she was, she was great in the well. She's a tough little filly um, who just, just keeps trying trying her best. Um, uh, New Plymouth should suit her. Hopefully the tight turning track, she'll go forward, um, put herself there. And like I said, she's t- she'll be tough through the line. So, look, she looks a nice chance. At a glance, uh, your horse number eight, she turns head. Sort of looks a little disappointing with that sixth last time. But this horse has been racing in the top two-year-old races, hasn't she? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, coming out of the Cracker Million, which was a really hot race, um, and she was a, she was a great run there. Six stuck on really nicely, and the three horses that beat her um, are all group group performers. So, um, look, she definitely deserves her chance. Um, she'll roll forward, put herself there, um, and she's a really nice filly, and she'll she, she looks like she'll be a nice three-year-old as well. So, hopefully, to, hopefully, trying to sneak some black type today uh, tomorrow. And then in the Taranaki Cup, race number six, a couple of chances. Bell of the Ball, one of those. Uh, a winner fresh and very good in the anniversary handicap. She feels like she's a, a mare that's going to be going places. Yeah, a very pro- very progressive mare in, in good form. Um, she's got a nice light weight, um, and it was a huge effort last time um, in the anniversary handi- handicap down in Wellington. Uh, we'll just be concerned if the track got very testing. That'd probably be our only worry, but she, yeah, like I said, she's in great form. Would that be the case with self-obsession too? If the track got very testing, she's so honest, isn't she? Yeah, she she tries her heart out. Um, unfortunately, a very heavy trip would probably trip her up, but she sort of needs to run if we're trying to sneak her there, um, sneak her into the uh, Auckland Cup, I should say. So, look, um, she'll definitely try her best, um, just whether the track will tri- trip her up. And then in the Oaks, Prelude, Elegant Lady, uh, still a maiden, but uh, a lot to like about those uh, recent placings. Yeah, she's run three really nice races. Um, sort of got beaten by a really nice horse last time that's on a, on a derby um, prep. Um, she's a good honest mare, and her work was super on Tuesday. So, look, can't hold her, and we think she, she, she could cop the rain. So, look, that, uh, that's a big positive. What are your thoughts on family ties in that Oaks Prelude as well? Because it comes through those strong form races, the eulogy into the Royal Stakes, and then back to rating 65 over the 1,600 metres. Did you feel that was an improved effort? Yeah, for sure. She was super in the eulogy and then was woeful in the Royal, and we sort of still can't work out why she was so bad because she pulled up um, pulled up very good. Um, but was, yeah, against the older horses last time, made really good ground. Um, look, suited up to 1,800 and... We think she'll really excel in a wet track. So, look, she looks a nice chance in what could be a pretty open race, I think. And then finally, Aquilo in the last race is the first emergency, but I notice there's a scratching already. Horse number five comes out, so you do potentially get in with the son of Frankel. And third up looks to be peaking, Sam. Yeah, he's he's run a few shockers, but was much improved last time second. Um, he's a little bit out of grade um, and sort of probably looked for him up to... 2,200 uh, next time. There's a, a nice rating 60 race for him. But, um, yeah, hopefully he can show some cheek. going to put you on the spot now and ask you for your best at uh, Wingatui and your best at uh, Taranaki. What have you got for us? Um, Wingatui, it's probably hard to go past Peter Fur. He looks really well placed and he's um, in super form. Um, Taranaki, 
probably a difficult one. I'll, I'll go with freeze frame, the first runner. Race three. All righty. Well, thanks so much for your time, Sam, and best of luck with all your runners across uh, both meetings, and hopefully it's a good weekend for Team Tiakau. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Sam Burgesson with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. We'll take a break. On the other side of this, we'll get uh, jockey Kylie Williams up next on the show. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles and more. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis here. Emily Boston this week filling in for Butch Castles. And uh, Emily, the next guest that we have on the program is uh, jockey Kylie Williams, who has a strong book of rides coming up this weekend at Wingatui. Kylie, welcome to the program. Hi, nice to meet you. Hey, Kylie, Emily Bosson here. I'm keen to get your thoughts on your rise throughout that uh, Wingatui program. We'll just start them in race book order. Race two is your first of the day in that uh, maiden 1400. Naughty but nice. I'm sure you were pretty disappointed when you saw the barrier draw because, geez, this horse is overdue a win. Definitely. I mean, she's had three starts, and in each of those three starts, she hasn't had much luck. Things have gone, haven't gone her way. Um, yeah, and drawn 19, it's going to be hard. But, I mean, she, it's a strong maiden field, but she's definitely got the ability. So um, hopefully we just get that tiny little bit of luck tomorrow and she ends up with her nose in front. Does it make a difference up to the 1,400 metres? Is, is that a plus with her? Definitely. Um, she's looking for more ground. I mean, last start, another stride, and she was a length in front, um, and that was over 1,200. So the 14's definitely going to be um, right in her favour. Right at the top of the page in that open handicap race four, you've got Amber Echo won two of its past three. Can we make it back-to-back -back victories on Saturday? I uh, hope so. Um, we all know how good Parsons horses can go at Wingatui on a, on a firm track. She's a talented wee mare. Um, she's got the 60 kgs. But, I mean, her last three starts, she's carried 58, 61, 58 and a half. So um, she can carry the weight. The three that have drawn sort of one, two and three are wee speedsters. So hopefully they'll take each other on and she can just got him behind them without having to do too much and, and finish over top of them like she did last night at Gore. The first of the features is in race uh, five. That's Elsie May in the Dunedin Guineas. It comes through a last start six, but was a winner two starts ago. What did you make of that latest uh, sixth in the Gore Guineas? Uh, I was really happy with her. She was doing her best work late and um, stepping up to the 15s, a big bonus for her. Um, she's a lovely temperamented filly and it sort of shows in her races how relaxed she is. So um, she's drawn wide, but hopefully, you know, there'll be a bit of speed and we've got a, a nice run down the back straight so we can slot in somewhere without having to do too much work. She's definitely going to be doing her best work late. Race number six is the rating 65 over the staying distance of 2,200 metres. And horse number six for you, Cage Fighter, a last start fourth. He's been pretty consistent of late without winning. Is there something that can, can make the difference on Saturday? Um, another a bad draw, but he, he tends to jump out and put himself thereabouts. Um, stepping up to the 2-2 two is probably going to be a bonus for him because he's an out-and-out wee stayer. Um, he tries his little heart out, so um, if he gets a nice enough run... There's no reason why he can't be in the finish again. 
And then if we move along to the second of those features, you've got the Dunedin Gold Cup. It's a listed event, an open handicap, again, over a staying distance of 2,400 metres. Let's Bring It On is your mount in this one and brings that last start placing. Just been in great form of late, hasn't this horse? And he nearly made it back-to-back -back wins and you've got a better draw this week, which is a plus. Yeah, he's racing um, sensationally at the moment and another Parsons at Dunedin on a firm track you can't go by. Um, yeah, Dunedin's right up his alley and the way he's been going, I think he's probably my best, ride, um, best chance of the day. Where do you want to be in running from that barrier five? Um, he tends to sort of fall out of the gates and get back, but depending on how he jumps, he's, a, a, he's his own mood horse, so if he jumps well enough I'd probably just be midfield or behind midfield I probably wouldn't ride him too handy um, he likes to roll into the race and sustain that big run if he gets to the front too soon like he did last start at Rickett and he he tends to prick his ears and, and do a you know do a few things wrong so um, if he's finding the line and getting over top of them that'll be his type of race and then in the next, the eighth, uh, the rating 65, Ange de Rev is your ride in this one. First run down south, been freshened, hasn't been seen since November. Have you got any info or inside information for us on this one, Kylie? I think she's been working well, and if she brings her North Island form, she'd have to be, be a chance. So, yeah, she might be a sneaky one to watch for punters. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Because coming down south, they can be quite well-placed, can't they, these horses? Uh, when they've been racing up north, it's a little bit easier. Exactly, and her form up north wasn't, you know, it was still not that bad before she came down here. So, yeah, if she gets a wee bit of luck and, and she brings that form down, she'd have to be a great show. And then in the final race of the day, you've got that Southern Mile Qualifier rating 65 over the uh, mile. Powerlight is uh, your mount in this one. A Powerlight last start winner at rating 65 for Jasmine Fawcett. But it's your first ride on the mare. Tell me um, what you've been, been seeing and uh, what you're thinking when it comes to Saturday. Yeah, that was pretty impressive, her, her last start win. I actually won three races on the mother, so that's showing a wee bit of age on my side. Um, she's drawn 10, but I see that she sort of gets back in her races and finds the line. So the 10 is probably not going to be an issue for her because big run down that back straight. She should slot in nicely. And yeah, another Parsons runner, you can't go past them when their horses are in form. It's hard for us to believe here in Auckland because we've had a record-breaking amount of rain. But tell me about <laughs> the weather down south. You're expecting some, some good conditions from what I understand. Yeah, it's uh, stinking hot here in Christchurch today and I was speaking to the boys in Dunedin just before and they said it's hot down there and it's supposed to be 30 tomorrow. So I think they're looking at a, a good four in the morning and it may upgrade to a good three throughout, throughout the day. So the track should be perfect and, yeah, definitely suit my um, Parsons runners, that's for sure. Kylie, I think you gave us a clue as to your best on the day on Saturday, but just tell us again what you've put as your ride of the day on Saturday. Um, I'd have to go with Let's Bring It On, but definitely Amber Echo's a, a close-running second behind him. Kylie, thanks so much for your time this morning. Uh, great to have a catch-up with you, and uh, best of luck with, with all your chances on Saturday at Wingatui. Thanks very much, Emily. Kylie Williams with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis, and that rounds out our program for this week. Emily, excellent stuff filling in for Butch Castles. You did a magnificent job. Thank you. 
No, thanks for having me. Great to catch up with those two. And I think they've given us some, some good insight when it comes to Saturday's racing. Absolutely, absolutely. Everybody, I uh, hope you enjoy your weekend of racing coming up this weekend across New Zealand. And we'll be back again, same time, same place, right across the SEN Track Network on Breakfast with the Kiwis next week.